Hello, you are listening to Recommendations from My Otaku Spouse, or Otaku Susume, episode 1. I'm Jen. And I'm Wes. So let's get started. So hi everyone, this is Jen and Wes, and welcome to Recommendations from My Otaku Spouse, or Otaku Susume for short. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. So we decided to start this up, as we found that there's a lot of crossover in what we like in our different geeky pastimes, but there's a lot of things we keep recommending to each other that the other person doesn't listen to or watch or read or play. And so we decided that we're going to start forcing the other person to experience some of our favorites. Well, it's not it's not that we don't have like we don't want to watch each other's recommendations or read each other's recommendations. It's more just because we just don't have the time and it's kind of difficult unless we sit the other one down and give it to them and go, "Here, enjoy this." And let me know what you think. It's also sometimes that we're lazy. It, it's mostly because we're lazy. Anyway, so we kind of split it up into different categories. You've got, of course, manga. You've got anime. You've got Western comic books. You've got video games. Probably other things as we come to it. Movies, TV series. Movies, but TV. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to recommend something to the other person. And the other person will have to go experience it. You know, maybe not watch the whole show or read the whole comic, but enough of it to get a good feel for it and get an idea of what it's about. And hopefully if they enjoy it enough, they'll keep reading or keep watching it all the way to the end. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Ouch. Other basic things are just like, we want to keep it mixed up. It'd be really easy for us to just keep recommending, oh, you've got to read this comic. You've got to read this comic. You've got to read this comic. Oh, really easy to do that. Yeah. So we're going to try to make it so that you do have to recommend a different style of media every week. So you just can't do the same thing twice. No. And we'll try and keep them kind of on similar veins of to each other vaguely loosely similar veins let's put it like this if you can find the connection between what we recommended drop it in a comment or something and we'll see if we buy it or if we were just spouting off (laughs) probably the latter anyway let's jump into week one i recommended for jen a great delinquent manga called rookies and i recommended to wes one of the first manga i ever read called meteor methuselah or immortal rain in english so i recommended rookies as i said it's a delinquent manga came out in the mid 90s. Delinquent manga really, really kind of just stopped being published a few years back, which is a shame because it's great fun. It always had great crossovers. Um, I mean, you've got the classics like Yu Yu Hakusho, where you cross it with just a shonen battle manga. You've got a lot of just straight up delinquent manga. GTO was great. Gokusen was great. Rokudenashi Blues is written by the same person as Rookies. A lot of people just trying to rebel against what was society. And rookies took it in a way, but still while showing, you know, of course, like whenever you see gangsters and things, oh, they're actually nice people or something like that. And rookies took the delinquent manga and crossed it over with your sports manga, baseball, we're going for Koshian style. I tore through it. It's 20 something volumes. I tore through it. It was fantastic. I liked it enough that I even watched the live action drama and I watched a live action drama movie. And for anyone who's ever tried to sit through a Japanese drama adaptation of a manga. It's painful. It's painful. <laughs> it, it proves that I had to have liked something about it because those can be very difficult to sit through. Actually, I think the only delinquent live action I've seen was Gokusen. And that's only because of Pretty Boys. Like There was nothing good about that show apart from Pretty Boys. I've never watched the Gokusen live action. I've heard horrible <laughs> things about it. The manga is pretty good. That one's more, I guess it's delinquents and Yakuza mixed with a just school learning enough on that so i told jen you gotta read rookies you gotta tell me what you think and i read rookies and she read rookies. and for well i read two volumes of rookies and i have to say for a, for a baseball manga they don't play much baseball they're mostly beating the crap out of each other 
It's a delinquent manga. They so we should probably actually say what what it's about. Um, it's about this teacher who he moves to a new school and he's put in charge of the class that's full of the baseball club. But everyone in the baseball club is just delinquents. They're rude. They never turn up to class. They're always skipping. They're always getting into fights. And the school wants them gone. But in Japan, you can't just expel students because it'll look bad on the school. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things. So they they bring in the teacher with the hope that. Because the teacher has this supposed violent background. Mm. And so the hope is that he'll get in a fight with the students and the students will withdraw from the school. Because if the school expels you, the school failed to teach you and they're at fault. But if you withdraw, you failed to be taught and that's your own fault. Yeah. So, so they're it, trying to force this teacher and these students to both leave the school on their own volition. Yeah. Or at least that's that's the president's idea behind it. And um, this is all revealed in episode one, oh, volume one. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's really no not many spoilers at this point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, Koichi comes in. He's the modern lit uh, Japanese teacher. Yeah, what I really like about him is that he is an eternal optimist, and I I love that in a character. I love in this school. It kind of feels like a real Japanese school in a way because all the teachers are like, I don't really want to be here. I kind of just want to do my job and go home. I don't really want to try. Whereas he's like, I really want to inspire these kids, and I want to give them a dream, and I want to give them a goal to work towards. And he says all these really cheesy things, and even when people laugh at him, he's like, Yeah, I didn't say anything wrong. This is how I feel. What's wrong with that? And so his eternal optimism mixed with punching, because that's apparently the only way that guys can communicate in this universe is through punching each other in the face. Once again, it's a delinquent manga. <laughs> and that, that holds through. Even though delinquent manga aren't being published much anymore, punching to gain friends is a strong theme that will forever exist in at least boy-oriented manga. <sighs> Yes. I, I don't exactly like that so much because I do think that there should be a, you know, guys can communicate with voices too, not just punching. Well, they do. I mean, there is punching involved as again. I'm going to keep reiterating. It is a delinquent manga. <laughs> but there are some great scenes. There's one of the members who's still on the team. So the team was unofficially disbanded the year before because one of the rookies one of the first years hit a player on an opposing team with a baseball bat and a fight broke out oh not just any fight though like the entire baseball team and the whole school went onto the pitch and beat the crap out of the other team field, field. but yeah so what happened it was a bench clearing <laughs> brawl for all you americans you know what that is and in japanese high school baseball is a huge thing and so not only do you have the players on the team but then you'll have everyone else who tried to be on the team and so the rest of the team, the rest of the rookies, were sitting in the bleachers. And they're the ones who flooded the field to join in the fight when they saw their fellow first year essentially start this fight. He'd been hit by a pitch, and instead of just taking his base, he decided to take out his frustration with his bat. And so all the upper years left. They left the school. The team was banned from participating in any tournaments. And so they went to other schools to try to give themselves a better chance at continuing to play baseball. The first years, they stuck around and they said, whatever, we're just going to rule this now as our own little club. Mm -hmm. We don't care about baseball. We're just going to use it to have a clubhouse. Um, we have to be a part of a club, so now we are. We don't have to worry about teachers getting in our way. And, and because they're all violent and angry, the teachers don't want to get in their way. They're like, we're just going to leave them to it because we don't want to get beaten up by these kids. Yeah, but there is this, there's this one first year on the team, and he just really, really wants to play baseball. So they kind of make him into the go for the team, and he's the good character at the beginning. Being the style of manga it is, they're all good characters. But he's 
just really pure and innocent and he really just wants to play baseball so he's joined the baseball club because it's what he wants to do even though the club doesn't play baseball anymore so when koichi the teacher shows up he sees this as an opportunity that maybe the club can get back on track and he ends up cornering that kid and he's like this kid is is angry he's frustrated and he's like no one the teachers never listen to us the teachers don't care and he's like oh i care i'll listen to you and they have a bit of a fight and then when he realizes oh he does actually care that's when he kind of starts to change but it's it's really slow and you can you can tell it's going to be slow because it's an entire baseball team of really angry kids who will beat the crap out of each other if they see the other one showing any weakness but i think that that's the main character that's the one with long hair oh yeah I'm talking about him the too. baby face short hair one oh no he, I'm about the teacher. he does no he doesn't he tries to hit him with a bat and he kicks the and koichi kicks the bat out of his hand and then he ends up breaking down and crying and they have this whole one-to-one on the side of the river. Clearly, I need to reread this. Clearly, you do. <laughs> so what I really like about this manga is the facial expressions. They're so well drawn. It's actually a really, really nicely drawn manga. But the expressions are just so full of emotion. And Koichi is just such, as an eternal optimist, a hilarious character anyway. So his expressions are probably some of the best. Yeah. If, I know one of the things that really made GTO stand out as a manga, um, Great Teacher Onizuka, as a manga and an anime, were the expressions again. Mm-hmm. And when they got the actor to play that one in a live action, it was the same thing. They were really focusing on the expressions. Koichi takes everything Onizuka did and just does it one step better. I'd have to look at the dates to see which came out first, but he's he's got kind of a, the troubled past that they hint at and talk about and look at but he's got the great facial expressions he's got that really really just forward-facing emotion he got, everything he does just drives him to help these students and luckily instead of having a full class full of delinquents like Onizuka had he just has a baseball team another thing i like is how it has a really good balance of comedy and drama and i suppose action in a way like it it, it builds up all of this this drama centered around something that's happening at that time but then will slip in something really funny like one of the students breaks into the uh, teacher's office to steal a key when none of the teachers are there when he hears the vice principal and koichi come in he hides under the desk and at the end of the conversation he ends up running out of the room and and koichi's chasing him down going no stop that key is that key is that key's the key to my apartment And the kid just kind of has this look on his face like, what, what, uh, what? <laughs> and it was so, I was, I was laughing out loud. And actually, I laughed out a lot with this manga. Yeah. But the drama keeps making me want to keep reading to find out what happens next. And I am tempted to read the whole thing. All 24 volumes? It's 20 something, yeah. 20 something. <laughs> um, it is. It's, it's unlike, so I was saying earlier, Japanese high school baseball teams can be these huge, massive affairs. If you've seen Ace of Diamond or Diano Ace or whatever they're calling that, or, you know, even ones like Cross Game or Touch or those types, there's classic baseball or one outs. There's so many characters that usually they'll focus mm-hmm. on a core group and just kind of the rest of these nameless background characters. Actually, Diano Ace did a really good job of giving everyone their place in the team. But this one as well, you've gotten rid of all the upper years because they went off to actually play baseball and you're left with these delinquents, but they all have very defined character types they've all got uh, different emotions different drives different motives the things that are bringing them to the team who they are where they are in the team and then they all change as characters too you don't have someone who ends this manga the same way they started it because they're just being constantly affected by those around them and the circumstances and the events that they go through 
So they do, author does a great job really making you care about all these characters, not just the team players. You've got a bunch of side characters who come in, a bunch of people who are running around the school, other schools that they play against, really good. I'm actually like how the teachers are portrayed. Like, they're all kind of shown at the beginning as being really, as I said, kind of not really bothering with the students, and they, they seem kind of slimy, especially the vice principal. But I'm starting to get a hint that the vice principal just, he just likes his rules a bit too much. And despite everybody not liking Koichi because he goes against the grain of what's expected of him, they're starting to warm up to him. Even this early on, only very, very slightly. And I imagine, because I haven't read that far, I imagine that the teachers will also end up changing thanks to him. Is that the case? Or? The author's done an interesting thing with the teachers because the teachers are all adults and kids are more likely to change than adults. Mm. And so you see changes in the teachers, but the author does a great job at making them more subtle. Some of the teachers are jerks and they're going to stay as jerks, but you'll still see a slight change there. Others will have more of an effect. There was a good movie that came out a couple years back called uh, Birigaru. Or it was translated I was thinking as, that. Uh, flying Colors. Flying Colors. And the main character's homeroom teacher is a jerk. And by the end of the movie, he's still a jerk, but you can see that what the student went through has changed him somewhat. He's still going to be kind of stuck in his ways. He's still going to look down on people who don't try. But he is going to realize that, hey, they are still kids and they can still change. And you're going to see similar changes like that in the teachers in this, mm -hmm. where their basic personalities won't change as much. But it's not just this is character A and they're going to stay, there's a teacher A and they're going to still be teacher A at the end of it. Yeah, I was getting very, very strong flying colors vibes. And, and I think it's probably easier to portray that in a novel because flying colors was originally a book, wasn't it? Yeah. And a 20 plus volume manga is having a slow burning change but in the flying colors movie they don't really explore that very much but i was getting very strong flying colors vibe where kind of a teacher is working with a student to help them turn their life around and to help them improve although flying colors was more fueled by the student's desire to change rather than the teacher's desire to change her whereas in this manga it's really the teacher trying to change all of his students that's a little unfair because i think the teacher oh we're getting off subject but i guess yeah. you know, the, the teacher the juku really does push her to change a lot is a teacher at school is a jerk oh yeah the teacher at school is a jerk the only reason she goes to the cram school is because she wants to improve herself no she goes to the cram school because her mother forces her because she's about to get kicked out of school for smoking oh yeah <laughs> but then oh yeah that's a good point so <laughs> i guess they are both about about teachers who inspire their students and on that subject, Birigaru, I didn't even think about it. Recent delinquent manga, slightly different from some of these other delinquent manga I said. Wouldn't Actually, a recent novel. delinquent movie or novel, not manga. Um, really good, though. Highly recommend. But that's focusing on delinquent. Yes. No, it's still delinquents. It's delinquent girls. Okay, so shall we move on to Meteor Methuselah or Immortal Rain in English, which I recommended to Wes. This was one of the first manga I ever read when I was younger, when it was being published by Tokyo Pop, who went under and never finished it. I got the whole thing in Japanese anyway because I loved it so much. It's a, I would say, high fantasy about this girl, Machika, who she's hunting down the immortal rain or the immortal Methuselah because her she's a bounty hunter and her father was a bounty hunter and Methuselah was the one bounty that he could never catch and so she's kind of doing it to not really avenge but it's kind of doing it for her father yeah. and she ends up finding out that he is not a bad guy. He's just kind of tired <laughs> of, of people trying to hunt him down 
but it kind of takes a whole different direction after that where you find out a lot more about why he's called Methuselah but he, his real name's Rain hence Immortal Rain and you find out why Rain is immortal and kind of the clockwork behind it and I think that one of the things I love about this is not just the interaction between all the characters but also the motivation for why the bad guy is a bad guy so I'm three volumes into this yeah and I'll tell you right now the bad guy is just a jerk from what Jen was just describing anyone who watched Toonami in the early 2000s may have thought it sounded very similar because I am so as I said I'm three volumes in and I am getting some very strong Trigun vibes from this. It oh, is yeah. set in, it's not steampunk, but it's kind of a diesel punk post-apocalyptic world. And you've got bounty hunters, you've got an immortal man, and you've got slapstick gags mm. all throughout the manga. So I was definitely getting some Vash the Stampede vibes from Methuselah, where you know they kick open a window and they jump down, and they're being followed by bounty hunters, and there's this big standoff between the bounty hunters and Machika. And she turns around, and Methuselah's been caught in these giant gears of a clock. And he's kind of getting sucked slowly into And he's like, um, yeah, I'm stuck here. Sorry about that. And so you're going to get these little gags and stuff all the way through it that make me laugh quite a bit. Actually, there's a recent one in a flashback where he's working at a church trying to be a priest. And one of the little orphans at the church comes up and gives him a letter. It's like, hey, I wrote this for you. And he looks at it and he goes, oh, this is so great. You're learning so well. And then like three pages later, he hands it to a friend and says, hey, uh, can you read this letter for me? I can't actually read. And one other thing, so it gets recommended to me. And I said, okay, before I just dive right in, what kind of manga am I looking at here? And but that's half the fun, just diving right in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one of the things is you'll find it categorized online as a shoujo manga. It's not. Whether it is or not, it's categorized as a shoujo manga. And I think that's where you're going to get a lot of the tonal differences from Trigun, which is very much a shonen manga. Mm, um, Trigun, which I haven't read all of. I've most I've, I've seen all the anime, watched Badlands Rumble. Uh, that was actually one of the first parts where I was going, this is very similar, is this scene where Machika and Rain are on a train going through this vast open desert area, and bounty hunters ride up on this big mechanical robot and board the train to capture him. And I was going, man. I, I remember that's almost the opening of Badlands Rumble, and I think it happened <laughs> during the series as well. Both the, both Trigun and this came out in the mid to late 90s originally, so who knows who was borrowing from who or if it was just two similar themes. But beyond some of the similarities from what I've read so far, it does have a very different feel as well. The characters are fun. I like the characters. There are some times when I just, I guess what I'm really getting the shoujo vibes from is that there are some times when I really just want them to talk to each other, <laughs> and they don't. Yeah. We'll see if that changes sometime over the next eight volumes. But for right now, there are some times you're going like, you guys just had this whole emotional moment. And now a page later, you're clamming up. And I know someone's going to run off in tears. And it's probably going to be Machika. Because when rain cries, literally it rains. So. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, normally because when he's crying, it's because of something really, really horrible. And so rain is always a good way to emphasize this is depressing. You need to feel sad in manga yeah. or at least older manga not really so much anymore yeah and so there's this whole flashback you know how did rain become immortal what's going on where is the story going who are these people that we're being introduced to which i'm gonna say right now spoilers rain is not a plant at least as has been shown to me he is not a plant a plant uh dragon spoilers sorry what <laughs> um and he does not have a gun implanted in his arm that can shoot a hole in the moon is that is that dragon again uh, dragon again yes okay um, do, you, do you need to recommend Trigun to me? Trigun's brilliant, and I've recommended it in the past. We just never watch it. <laughs> so yes, your next week is Trigun, and you will see these similarities that I'm mentioning. 
Okay. Spoilers for next week's episode. <laughs> but it is so I'm three volumes in out of 11 volumes. The pacing feels really well. I'm not getting something like, oh, you know, this should be moving faster. This should be moving slower. Why haven't you already told me this? They're doing a good job at introducing characters and making go, well, this person's interesting. And then kind of adding bits onto it. You've got this whole secret organization going on right now that all you know about them is that they're going around digging up relics of the past and somehow making a ton of money off them. And that's how you're first introduced to them. And you're like, well, that's interesting, but this is before you know anything about Rain and his background. And as they introduce more about Rain's background, they show you more insight into the secret organization. And you're really seeing this crossover between the two that's getting really interesting. Did they reveal the overarching bad guy for the whole series? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why I said at the beginning, the bad guy's mm. a jerk. Jen was just saying he had motivation, but I doubt it. <laughs> His motivation is he's a jerk. But we'll see if that changes sometime over the next eight volumes. We'll see if I start to like him, although I doubt it. Oh, no, you're not. Well, I'm not going to say. Good. Because spoilers. Good. But should I say about why he's doing what he's doing? Because I think it's one of the most interesting things about the story as a whole. Oh, I mean, they reveal that in Volume 3, why he's doing what he's doing. And I don't yeah. really want to drop it here because when the reveal happens, I think it's pretty good. That's true. So let's not give the spoiler. And so okay. they, they give a reason for it. And based on what the character has been saying up to that point, you can kind of grasp some of his reasoning, but he's still a jerk. Well, yeah, he's a bad guy. He's supposed to be a jerk. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I guess it's a thing that was that in Rookies, you don't really have a an antagonist because the antagonist is society but in this it's because it's fantasy it's good to have a an antagonist that uh, protagonists are working against and I, I like that and i like how just he really does have the best motivation for why he's doing what he's doing and that's not something you get like often in fantasy stories the antagonist is just doing it because they're evil or because they're getting revenge because their family were killed off or something like that but i feel like he has a really good reason for why he's doing what he's doing and i want to say it but i can't <laughs> getting revenge for your family being killed off is fine that's good motivation yeah i mean but I mean, if you for, were killed for, off yeah, i'm but, lazy but <laughs> ouch thanks i mean more if you're destroying if you're trying to, if you're if you're like those mustache twirling bad guys who want to destroy the world yeah i suppose some men just want to watch the world burn but enough batman <laughs> so, so we, we kind of both gave it away in our little talking about it i was sorry you have questions about oh it? i was gonna ask if you're gonna if you want to keep reading immortal rain uh, are true. you gonna try and finish it that's where i was just going oh, okay. i was saying we kind of just gave it away in both of our <laughs> talks about it you know i get the final part of this would be are you going to finish it? And I definitely think, you know, I'm going to be burning through these next day volumes to see where it goes, to see what happens to the characters. You know, Jen's telling me it's my favorite manga ever. Then yeah, one of them. One one of her favorite mangas ever. Um, then, yeah, it's. I'm really hoping for a good payoff. It's. I'm not saying that you need a good payoff to redeem it or anything. There are definitely some shows or comics or whatever where you're just like oh this is such garbage why am i still reading this and then the ending's really good and this isn't that at all you know or it just never ends that's skip beat we're looking at you yeah <laughs> but this one it's got it it's had a good build up so far i'm hoping they just continue that you know if you hit a dry spell in the middle volumes that'll be kind of a bummer but yeah i'm definitely going to be keep reading it through great how about you with rookies i'm definitely going to try and finish it although it's like 20 volumes but we are going to japan for two weeks and i have it on my e-reader so i guess i better finish that before we start recommending the next thing to each other otherwise we're going to have a lot of backlog <laughs> yeah i really think this show is just going to make me build up a lot of backlog but as long as i keep working through them and as long as they're good yeah well that's the idea we're hoping that they're good enough that the other one will enjoy it i'm not going to recommend you something that you won't like 
That's because that, that'll look bad on me and you'll just rats on me for giving you terrible recommendations. I do that anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, this was episode one of Otaku Susume. Um, recommendations. recommendations for my otaku spouse. I hope you enjoyed it. Clearly, we've got a lot of work to do because we have to go off and finish these manga. And, and then before we start just deciding what we're going to recommend next, unless you're going to recommend Trigun to me. I already said I am. <laughs> okay. I think, I think actually it's going to be a perfect build off of what you just recommended for me. So. Okay, then I'll find something to recommend you back then. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye.